All right. Welcome back to Modern Lightworkers. From hiding to shining, this is your coach, the shine coach, and your host, Janet Bernstein. And I am super excited that we have another amazing guest today. I'm going to tell you all about Lee Shea. She is the CEO and founder of Coach with Clarity, a training and education company for life and business coaches. She is also host of the Coach with Clarity podcast and author of the number one Amazon book, Act on Your Business, Braving the Storms of Entrepreneurship and Creating Success Through Meaning, Mindset, and Mindfulness. After over a decade as a clinical social worker and public health professional, Lee became credentialed as a coach through the International Coach Federation and now provides ICF-accredited continuing coach education for intuitive, heart-centered coaches. Her Coach with Clarity framework fuses meaning, mindset, and mindfulness with grounded intuition and solid business strategy to help coaches and clients excel at entrepreneurship and transform their lives. Lee is a proud alumna of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, where she received her Bachelor of Arts, Master of Social Work, and Master of Science in Public Health degrees. Prior to founding Coach with Clarity, she worked in a variety of professional settings, including hospitals, local governments, nonprofit organizations, the Department of Veterans Affairs, and as a civilian for the United States Air Force. Hello, Lee is a badass. Lee <laughs> is a graduate of the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching, IPEC, and holds the Professional Coach Certified Coach Credential from the International Coach Federation. Lee lives in North Carolina with her husband, two sons, and her pug, Phineas, absolutely adorable name. I'm so excited to welcome Lee Shea McDonough to this show. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Janet. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? You did. I have heard so many variations on it. It's amazing. I say McDonough. My mother-in-law, when she was alive, she said McDonough. So there's even variations within the family. <laughs> okay. how it's pronounced. I was like, I know I had Lee Shea down and then I got to the last name and I was like, oh my God, I'm pronouncing that one right. So <laughs> no, you're thanks, good. You're thanks totally for good. your understanding. Absolutely. So, Welcome again to the podcast. Um, This is not the first time we've connected. We joined forces a a year or so ago um, and got to know each other. So I'm really excited to bring you to the podcast now. I am thrilled to be here and just so excited to connect with you again. Awesome. Awesome. So the mission of Modern Lightworkers is to help our listeners find their unique light. Um, and you know, as we stated in prior episodes, if, if you've been around a while or if you're new here, a modern light worker does not mean someone who has um, extensive spiritual gifts or reading tarot cards or anything like that. A modern light worker is someone who is simply bringing light to their life or business. And I absolutely love what you were doing. Um, I was just reading all about your coach with clarity framework. Um, And you talk extensively about fusing meaning, mindset, and mindfulness. So I really want to dig in because I'm going to be honest, I hear a lot of people touting this mindset piece. So tell me more about about this framework and, and how mindset really fits into it. Yes, I'm, I hear those same people. So I'm really excited to dive in. I refer to these as the three M's, uh, meaning, mindset, and mindfulness. So we'll just kind of touch on meaning and mindfulness a bit, because I think we really want to dig in to the mindset piece. Yeah, let's but when I'm, when I'm talking about meaning, I'm really talking about 
the beliefs and the values that you hold that define how you want to live your life. So it's who you are and how you're showing up in the world. And I believe that whenever we're taking action that's grounded in meaning, whether it's our values, our purpose. um, And I I think that probably goes hand in hand with being a modern light worker because modern light workers are inherently connected to what matters most to them and then Mm -hmm. interested in bringing that forth through their work and through their life. So that's kind of the meaning piece is getting really clear on, on your values and what matters most to you. The mindfulness piece is really just about being in the present moment from a place of openness and non-judgment. And of course, that's the tricky part, that non-judgment piece, because most, if not all of us have that inner critical voice. Sometimes it's aimed at other people, often it's aimed at ourselves. And so how do we turn down the volume on that so that we can really show up and live full out in the present moment while living in accordance with our values? Mm. So that's kind of meaning and mindfulness. And then of course, there's that third M of mindset, which let's just like, call it out. Mm-hmm. If, if I hear the term mindset actually one more time in the coaching space or the online space, I might scream. And I say that as someone who wrote a book about mindset for Pete's sake. So like, I get it, but and we'll get there. But when I'm talking about mindset, it's not simply like change your thought and change your life. It's really more how we relate to our internal private experiences. So that can include thoughts. It can also include emotions, memories, sensations, feelings, pretty much any experience that I might be having, and you wouldn't know I was having that experience unless I shared it with you. So it's internal, it's private, and yet has such a force over how we show up externally. And so when I'm talking about mindset, I want to make space for all of it. So yes, it can include thought work, but it's also really connecting with the emotions, the memories and everything else that's happening within us. Mm, Because let's be real. I I mean, I'm not going to speak for all women, but I'm definitely going to speak for me and the four daughters that um, I have access to. Our emotions guide a lot of our reactions, um, not just mindset. So, I mean, like, when you think about the emotional piece, especially triggers, and I mean, just sign on to social media and we can hear triggers right now, everywhere you go, everybody is being triggered by something. So I, mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate your take that it's not just, you know, mindset work, you know, and, and the positive attitude, you know, that toxic positivity is what I really got tired of seeing so much of in our online digital space. Yes. And I think that's probably what you and I are both rubbing up against when we see the word mindset everywhere. And our response is "Ugh, not again, um, because mindset, I mean, I, I really should say when we are approaching it correctly, it can be transformative and it can absolutely be a part of light work. I, I think it should be a part mm. of being a modern light worker. The issue that I'm seeing is that we have distorted what mindset is and how we're using it. And you're exactly right that it can very easily go into the territory of toxic positivity. And where if we just think something enough or believe something enough, then it will come to be. And if something isn't working, then it's because we're not thinking about it properly. Mm -hmm. And that's really what makes me angry because then all of a sudden we are completely erasing the effects of 
racism, sexism, xenophobia, homophobia, and we're placing all of the responsibility on the individual and Mm -hmm. their way of thinking. And that kind of black and white approach to it, it, that's not what mindset work is about, but that it, it becomes so reductive. And that I think is what is exhausting to light workers like you and like me. Yeah. And, you know, um, as you were saying that, you know, it, it brought up a recent um, interaction with my husband, um, who is a certified ketogenic lifestyle coach. Um, after he lost like 50 pounds, um, you know, doing the keto diet um, and really just changing his entire approach to to food and, and life, um, he decided to, you know, to step up and get that certification and to start helping others. And so we run a Facebook group together. Um, he's more of the coach, we call him Coach Harry. Um, and I'm more of the, kind of the behind the scenes kind of keep the, the group running type thing. But he shared this, um, you know, some sort of meme that was probably, you know, snapped on Twitter or whatever. And just in a quick moment, he shared it. It was basically like, you know, your, you know, your decisions, your choices, you know, they all result in where you are now, just you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, just a friendly reminder for today. And and I, I commented and was like, Hey babe, um, I love you. And I know that you don't mean this, you know, in, in this way. And I'm like, but you know, let's also factor in, you know, things like poverty and, um, you know, access to healthy food. And, and I, and I kind of laughed and said, if you remember when you met me nine years ago, um, I told you that we never had fresh vegetables or fruits in my house growing up. I didn't even know it was a thing. Um, my mom was severely mental, Ill, mentally ill. She was in and out of my childhood so much. Um, I ended up writing a little bit about my childhood and, and abuse and things like that, but vegetables came from a can. Like when I met him and he said something about, Oh, it's a green bean casserole. Uh, My vision is four cans of green beans, a can of cream and mushroom soup. And when he started bringing home like fresh vegetables, I was like, what do you do with those? You know, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I'm used to opening a can and, you know, and, and, and this was like mind blowing to me that like people grew up with like tons of fresh produce um, because we did it. And you know, yes, of course you hit a certain point and you make those decisions, you know, you change that. Like I, I made a decision three years ago and I gave up um, soft drinks. And uh, so I don't, I don't drink Coke or Dr. Pepper anymore, even though I grew up on it. Like it was like a staple in the house, um, you know, and, and you're a fellow Southerner. Sweet tea was like, you know, a mm-hmm. thing, um, mm-hmm. you know, now I have tea with uh, stevia or monk fruit, you know, cause I'm trying to stay in that keto lifestyle. Um, but, you know, I think that we all, especially as coaches, we want to say things like, you have the choice, you have the decision, you have the power, but like, we also have to be respectful that there are other things that factor in, you know, um, I mean, I was a single mom for many years, you know, so getting up at 5am and going to the gym was not an option. There was no childcare open at 5am, you know, so that whole, you can do it, you could get out of bed. And it's like, well, actually, you know, not all of us can leave the house for the gym, you know? And, and so we just, we have to like, remember that, especially from a place of privilege, you know, we have access to things that not everybody does. Um, and so I, I think just, you know, he's in the online coaching space a little bit now because of that. Um, and so just kind of gently nudging him in the right direction. And actually after he read my comment, um, and we're working in two different um, cities right now. So sometimes social media is the only place I'm communicating with him during the day. But after he read it, he was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. I didn't even think about that, you know? 
And, and it, it is a bit of an eye opener, you know? So I think that that's where we're seeing a lot of these toxic behaviors though, is, and let's just be real. Let's just, let's like call it out. Most of these online coaches are white men and women, you know, who are living in a, you know, a decent home in a nice neighborhood who have never had to, you know, struggle for food, um, who have two or three cars in the household, you know? So, I mean, they are trying to appeal to the masses, but not everybody can completely come up to that level and just completely relate at that level, you know? Um, and, and that's really, I think where sometimes we struggle as coaches is we talk to everybody as if they have the same access that we do and they don't, you know? So, so what do you, what's the work around here? Like I'm, we're going to solve all the world's problems in like 30 minutes or less. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I'm game. No, I think that the work around really is to approach things like this, not from an either or binary, but often from a both and Mm. because each person does have some level of power, some degree of power over their life. Now, the amount of power they have, that's very much influenced by access and privilege and so forth. And so it's not an either, or either you do this or you're completely at the mercy of environmental and social factors. Oftentimes it's an overlap. So you have a sense of what you're able to accomplish and you may be coming up against some external barriers. So how do we navigate that? Mm -hmm. And I think it starts with taking a more nuanced view. So it, we're not perpetuating this idea that, you can create anything if you want, if you just have the willpower or the mindset or the drive or dedication, you just got to hustle harder. That's not helpful, but it's also not helpful to say, yeah, because you know, you were born into this particular, you know, cycle of life. Like you're, you're not ever going to be escape it. That's not helpful either. So we have to look for the nuance there. Mm -hmm. And then as coaches, our job, I mean, when it comes down to it, our job is to help our clients define and embrace the opportunities that are, that will work for them. Yeah. And so if we're coming in with these very fixed approaches to how we want to work, that's not going to serve our clients. So being flexible, being adaptable and, and really looking for the nuance. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, um, you know, for anybody that's listening, that's in the online space, you know, it, I think like, there are some days that I'm almost afraid to post something, you know, I'm uh, where I'm like, okay, if I post this, am I going to alienate anybody, offend anybody, you know, trigger anybody? And, and there's so many different things that now go through my head as opposed to maybe two years ago. Um, and I've been on this, in this online world for six years now. Um, and I mean, when I first started, I didn't think twice about anything I posted. Um, and so I, I think that awareness really is important. You know, I think that we should be aware that what we post can have an impact on people. Um, but also, you know, maybe what are some guidelines that, you know, fellow entrepreneurs, online people that are listening who are maybe like feeling all of a sudden a little, okay, well then what am I doing, you know, right? What am I doing wrong? What are some guidelines you think that would help us um, just going forward? What a wonderful question. I, I think first we need to approach this with some compassion and some grace mm. that we're not going to come out of the box doing everything perfectly from the get-go. We, we are going to say things that in hindsight, we wish we hadn't. We are going to make uh, well-intentioned and yet impactful mistakes. 
And so when we come from a place of, all right, I'm not going to get this right, but I am going to keep making progress. I'm still going to put myself out there and I'm going to know that if something happens, I can make amends. I can apologize from a place of like, you know, being really genuine and I can commit to doing better. And I think that's where, you know, I, I I really love the contrast between being called out and being called in. Mm. And this idea of being called in is really just an invitation to do better next time. Mm. So if you say something that lands in a way that hurts or offends someone, then view that as being called in and then own it, acknowledge that it happened. Don't make excuses for it. Don't try to explain your intention. That's not going to help. Right. Just, just acknowledge the fact that what you said caused harm, you know, issue a sincere apology and then commit to doing better. Mm. And I think that, you know, when, when we approach each other from that space of compassion, grace, a willingness to change and a willingness to forgive, that's where we can make progress. So mm-hmm. that's that's really where I would start actually is understanding that this is going to happen. So let's prepare right. and, and let's be ready for when it does. And then when we see other people make those mistakes, let's call let's call them into. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be um you know, we, we don't have to like bludgeon someone with the sort of truth. We can use that same sort of truth to point to it, but mm-hmm. we also don't need to make excuses, um, or, or try to like justify it's more just like, Nope, this happened. This is the impact. What are we going to do from here? Mm, wow. You know, I think, um, you absolutely have hit it out of the park because when I think about, um, it's like that day that my, my husband posted that thing. My first thought was to text him and say, delete that post. <laughs> And, and then tell him like, you're coming from a place of privilege or whatever. And instead I I just sat for a moment and I was like, look, I know this wasn't your intention. And I actually let the full post and our dialogue stay there. um, So that anybody looking in could actually see, you know, a healthy interaction um, on how we ended up coming to whatever terms we did. And we left the post up, we left the back, you know, the back and forth. Um, But I really love how you just talk about being called out versus called in. Because if you think about it, um, I can think of a handful of more celebrity coaches right now um, who have kind of stepped into um, maybe not such a great light um, because of things they've said. And honestly, I really feel like it all comes down to vulnerability. And I feel like when we show up vulnerable, um, transparent, you know, it's a lot easier for us to navigate those fields as opposed to showing up from a, I know this and I've got this and that kind of thing. And I think that's where we've actually seen so many of these coaches kind of step into hot water is they're not coming from a place of vulnerability. Like you said, you know, don't make excuses, don't defend, you know, just say, look, I messed up and here's, you know, and and try to fix it. And I, I feel like, gosh, for those listening, you know, don't be stressed about what you're going to post. Um, And by the way, this is a quick pep talk for myself as well. You know, don't be afraid of what you're going to post. Just post from the heart, show up vulnerably, you know, speak your truth. And if someone calls you in, you know, be open. And I would just say, let's all just be open. Once again, compassion, you know, and grace, like, I don't know how my post is going to affect somebody. And if they do, if they care enough about me to reach out, 
I think that I owe them, you know, that conversation, um, you know, as opposed to there could have been people in, in our, in our keto group that could have just immediately left the group over that post and, and been triggered um, or send him a hateful message or, or whatever. And instead, you know, they chose to stick around or they chose not to interact or whatever they chose to do, you know, hopefully from a place of compassion um, and knowing that up until that point, he's, he's never tried to sell them anything. He's always been there to, to encourage, you know, so I, I think also our behavior in the past, you know, can help us going forward. You know, you can't just show up and say, hey, this is who I am. I know everything. Listen to me. Oops, I made a mistake. You know, <laughs> you're exactly right. And, and that actually ties back into that first M that I was talking about, which is meaning. Right. So when you know what your core values are, both your personal core values and your business core values, and there may be, ideally there's overlap between oh, yeah. those, but when you know what those values are, and then you're really clear in expressing those values, certainly through your words and your social media posts, but also through your actions, then when you maybe make a mistake or put something out there, you will have already built enough credibility and trust with your audience that they may go, Ooh, that, that was a little off brand. Like what's up with that? Mm-hmm. So then when you follow up with a, a true contrite apology and say, yeah, this was a blind spot. Yeah. I didn't see this. I see it now. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. I'm sorry for the impact I had. And here's what I will do differently next time. Mm-hmm. Then you're living in alignment with your values. And yeah. Even though so many of us do have a fear of being canceled, which is understandable because I mean, that happens, right? But the fact of the matter is a lot of times those cancellations happen when people have either been living not in alignment with their stated values. You know, they've, they've said one thing, but they've done another or their values just weren't aligned with the the public anyway. And so that's another thing to consider as well. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree with all of that. And, and I think it all just comes down to, you know, I um, use the word framework and in my business, I use the word foundation, you know, and I mean, and everything that we're building, it's, it's, there's a foundation there. And as long as once again, there's that alignment, um, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with the triangle. I have it tattooed on my, uh, on my wrist, but it's all about alignment, you know, um, and the triangle is, is a shape that can't be broken. You know, it's like, no matter how much force comes on top of it, those, those three sides are all so strong that nothing can break it. Um, and so that alignment piece is, I think the magic, you know, you can't just have the meaning down. You can't just have the mindset or the positivity or whatever the law of attraction or whatever we think that, you know, is the, is the way, um, or even just the mindfulness, you know, because like, I know for a fact, you know, I've been mindful and grounded and meditated and all those things. Um, but if I don't have my meaning, you know, directly tied to everything I'm doing, I feel like I'm floating away. Um, so I, I absolutely think they're all really connected. I think it's also too important to remember that alignment or balance, this is not a static state. It's not like we achieve full alignment or we achieve that perfect balance that it's actually more of a verb than it is a noun. And so everything we're doing is to work towards alignment or to work towards balance. But I've yet to experience a time in my life where I felt like perfectly aligned or perfectly in balance. And, and the, the metaphor that I think of is, you know, when a gymnast is on a balance beam, 
they are constantly making a series of like micro adjustments to stay on that beam. Even when it looks like they're still, their muscles are working and their body is always just ever so slightly moving to ensure that they stay on that balance beam. We're doing the same thing. We're constantly making a series of, well, often micro, sometimes macro adjustments in an effort to, you know, reach that alignment and that balance, but it doesn't stop. It's something that requires continuous action and reflection so that, you know, when we know better, we do better. And so I think that's the other thing to to remember too, is that this is a process and it is about the journey. And Mm. that's, that's very much in keeping with this idea of living a life that's anchored in meaning mindset and mindfulness. Mm. Oh my gosh. What's crazy is right before you mentioned the balance beam, I literally had that image in my head. Um, I was a gymnast for seven years. So, um, I, I didn't com- know that. I oh my gosh. Yes. The, if you have, if, well, for those listening who have read Pete's on the floor, my crazy book, um, by the age of 12, um, I had now been a gymnast over seven years, but, um, that was apparently when my body decided to become a woman and, uh, how and- dare it. How dare your body do that? After multiple um, issues of just, I couldn't tumble the way I wanted to anymore. Even the the, the um, uneven bars were where I was struggling. Um, and my coach was like, like, I, I don't think you're going to be built, you know, to be a gymnast long-term. And, and up until that point, I was this nice little petite thing. Um, and I was still, I'm still petite. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I ended up having to leave that, um, that world. But as you were talking about that, I mean, the part that I really love is you talk about the reflection, because if you think about it, like, let's just say, you know, the gymnast falls off the beam. Um, you know, if the coach says what happened and she's like, I don't know, you know, you have to know where, where you fell, you know, what, what was lacking, you know, was it, was it your feet? Was it your arms? Was it your, you know, um, you know, your core is really the most important piece when it comes to being a gymnast. And so a lot of times, you know, if your core is off, um, because you don't, you don't feel your balance, you know, easily, um, and you overcompensate. That's a powerful metaphor. It all comes back to the core, right? And for gymnasts, it's literally the physical core, but for us, we're really talking about that emotional, spiritual core and being connected to that. Oh my goodness. Mm. I know. Right. Blew my mind. (laughs) I was, I was laughing when you mentioned gymnasts, I'm like, ah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I love that. I love those. Uh, well, I also love metaphors. So anybody listening knows, like, if you've ever coached with me, I am like the metaphor queen in order to help guide you. If you're struggling with something, I am like throwing metaphors at you. So if I know someone is a sports fanatic, I'm like, you know, I'm like, you're inches from goal, you know? <laughs> and so I'm always tying those metaphors together. So I absolutely love the the gymnast thing. It is in my head. Um, absolutely. I, I'm, I absolutely love it. I don't want us to run out of time, um, before we can tell everybody listening how they can work with you or who you work with. Yes. So coach with clarity is my business. It is a training and education company for life and business coaches. So I absolutely love supporting coaches in every stage of their development as coaches and business owners. So I provide an accredited training program to help people become certified coaches, and it is accredited through the International Coaching Federation. I also have a continuing education program so that people can maintain their credential. So that's kind of the training and education side of the house. And then I also have a small mastermind, and I do work with a limited number of private coaching clients to really focus on the business development behind their coaching 
coaching practice. And we do some coaching skill development there as well. So it really runs the gamut, but my passion is really supporting coaches in building their coaching mastery and feeling really confident in their ability to run their own business and do so in a way that is aligned with their three M's with meaning mindset and mindfulness. Absolutely. So for those listening, um, for more information and to find all of the links, um, I want you to go to coachwithclarity.com. That's where you can find all about Liche, um, her processes um, to see if you might be a good fit for one of her programs. Um, maybe you're finally ready to get that, um, that certification to be a certified coach through the ICF. Um, or maybe you want to find that podcast. Um, I know for a while back, I, I binged a bunch of your episodes. Um, so I need to, I need to go back and do that. I don't do it very often because, um, I I have auditory issues and I, I lose track. I start cleaning house and the next thing you know, I've, I've lost track of time. Um, so I need to uh, get back to that, but definitely the coachwithclarity.com. The coach with clarity is the podcast as well. And then That's is right. there anything else um, that, uh, that we did not cover that you want to share with our listeners today? I really do feel like we covered a lot. I would say that um, regardless of whether you view yourself as a coach or call yourself a coach, the act of coaching is really about building deep connections with others in service of helping them achieve their goals. And in doing so, then you are also kind of fulfilling your own too. So coaching can be a profession and it can be a way that you identify yourself, but it can also be how you choose to live your life and how you choose to engage with others. So regardless of whether you view yourself as a coach or not, there are ways to pull in coaching philosophies and techniques regardless of the kind of work that you do. That's definitely something we explore on the Mm -hmm. podcast. It's something I love talking about with my clients. So yeah, I think that's, that's what I would leave people with is even if you don't think you're a coach, you may find that you do a lot of coaching in with the the people in your life and even with yourself. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, come learn more. It's, it's a lot of fun. Absolutely. That is, that is the juiciest little tidbit I've actually heard in quite a while. So um, it absolutely reminds me of a book by Seth Godin called Tribes. And it's mm-hmm. where a lot of people might say, oh, I'm an introvert or I'm this or I'm that. I'm not a leader. And trust me, there are people looking up to you every single day. Um, so you may not think you're a coach, but you are coaching people. Um, so I absolutely love that. What a great note to end on. Um, thank you, Liche, for joining us today. Um, this was absolutely a juicy conversation. I'm going to have to bring you back for season three so that we can dive further. Um, I would love that. I've had such a good time today. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, For our listeners, remember it is time to stop hiding and start shining. And if you need a little help with that, well, here I am. I'm the Shine Coach and I'm ready to inspire. Thanks again for joining us today. Thanks again to our guest, Lee Shea, and have an awesome day.